Hi everyone, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW, Anthony Mindel's Actors Workshop, alumni, clients, and students about the challenges and the joys of being an actor and creator in the 21st century. On today's episode, Tony chats with the hardworking and passionate actress, Cassandra Servo, who is also one of Hollywood's leading activists and long-term charity contributor. Servo was a series regular on the hit ABC family drama series, Make It or Break It, as well as playing the infamous Nova Clark in a part of pop culture's hit franchise, Sharknado. Hi, everybody. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. I've been doing a lot this past week, catching up because I was kind of on vacay for a while. My guest, we just were reconnecting. I started working with her when she was 18. Mm-hmm. Holy hell. Her mom used to drive her around to the auditions. Yes, right? absolutely. So welcome, Cassie Serbo. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Cassie is a multi-hyphenate. She m- broke in. Make it or break it was your first breakthrough, right? Like it was that my was... first series regular, yeah. A right. um, couple things before that, but that was, I would say, the main. But you have always been finding a way, but you're also a philanthropist, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. You're producing. Yes. You're creating. Mm-hmm. You have your own podcast. Like, you're doing lots of stuff. <laughs> Maybe so... a little too much, honestly. You're wording it <laughs> back. I'm like, that's why I'm having anxiety <laughs> lately. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's, it's great. It's good to find those outlets, so... So tell us, like, just tell us about the whole journey. And also, yeah. like, you are, like, a Sharknado alum. I which, am. I mean, are you okay with that? Because I also teach somebody who, she's, like, okay with it, but she, you remember Ryan Newman? Did you ever? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Newman. Yeah. But she's okay with it. Like, sometimes some people don't talk about it. I feel like for me... Um, it's like an elephant in the room, so we have to talk I about know. it. Well... I mean, I kind of can't avoid it. I was one of the three leads of the the, ser- the series. It felt like a series of the franchise, and um, how many did they do? They did six. Oh I, I, my I didn't gosh. do two of the six, okay. but I did. I did four okay. films. Um, I mean, the cool parts are obviously having this fan base around the world. Obviously, it's it was a phenomenon, um, and people from all around the world, you know, know of this crazy thing called Sharknado, and it's <laughs> also cool to see yourself on slot machines and like in costume oh, stores yeah, like weird right. things like that that you couldn't get from maybe more of the yeah, like normal show. traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. projects which That's we right. all really want to be doing of course but there are perks and different like things that make Sharknado exciting and the truth is um when it first came out I did find myself oddly like confused like I just was like oh my god is this going to be the thing that I'm like known for forever now mm-hmm. and is this where I'm going to be am I going to be stuck of course um a fear always for most actors is you know, being stereotyped. And um, I've learned that that's not the case. I've been able to go, I've gone on to doing lots of cool different things, um, acting wise, producing wise. You know, we also live in an era where people are creating their own content. That's They're right. creating their own yeah. paths. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so the funny thing is I did used to feel like almost, I felt ashamed of being uh-huh. part of something like that just because I, I worked so hard as an actor. Like, yeah. I, And you know, there's people that are, that were part of Sharknado that, you know, maybe we're like influencers or YouTubers or very well-known makeup artists or whatever right. it may be. And I was like, yeah, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Like I studied with you and yeah. I've studied Stella Adler and yeah. Meisner and, and all these different <laughs> techniques. And I'm like, and this is what it's come to fighting sharks, sharks in the spinning air. in tornadoes. <laughs> um, but I've learned that at the end of the day, like being able to travel the whole world and to be making money and um, meeting new people, that was a gift. And I should never have felt ashamed. I got to go to Italy, Japan, Spain, Portugal, um, London. I mean, Romania, Bulgaria. This project took us all over the world. And I think with anything in life, it's finding the positives Mm -hmm. over the negatives. And the negatives are just honestly more so me being self-conscious about mm-hmm. being judged mm-hmm. which is bullshit sorry mm-hmm. I don't know if you curse like well, no, yes I curse all the time and also like I think nobody tracks that like yeah. you know what I mean my thing that I'm always trying to get actors to understand is like you know uh, good or bad like you're yeah. only as good as like the moment right now like if you're coming yeah. and you audition for me and you're doing a great read that's what I'm thinking about like yeah. you know what I mean we don't really track like the you know it doesn't matter if you've won an Oscar either in a way like yeah. you know what I mean like that's a crazy part of the industry it is really crazy it's just you constantly have to keep moving forward and I also think our business is so weird because it does feel like sometimes like 
you get penalized for taking a job. You have bills and you have a mortgage and you have like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You might have a family. I mean, and you have most of those things for the most part in LA. Yes, I know. <laughs> which is even more expensive than the rest of most, the most cities. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. So there's no shame in like, also it's fun. Like camp can be fun. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Totally. Like who what, doesn't want to fight a shark NATO? I honestly I mean, a shark so tornado. much fun but doing you got, I think movies. one of them that I saw, you got eaten. I was so sad, but so I thought you died. But yeah, then I think it's Sharknado, came, though. So. But then you came back to life in the next one because I did watch one of them. I was like, oh no, Cassie's getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> Sharknado, anything can happen. It's like so okay, oh, I love <laughs> like, it. It lives in a, a multi universe, right? Basically, yeah. it does. The and, Sharknado um, soap opera. Well, you know what else is funny about Sharknado that I tried to explain when I was doing interviews, um, whenever they aired, <clears throat> that people never really thought of is that it's actually really challenging. To be a part of something so, let's call it ridiculous, yeah. crazy, bizarre, yeah. and make it still funny, still stay true to actually taking it seriously it. as yeah. an actor That's because right. it's still a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, having to envision the most insane scenarios while staring at like a hot pink sticker. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, that's right. You're going to run up to this mark. You're going to we're all going to look at, you know, that's going to be, you know, right here. This this is the axis, that tree or that sticker or let's all look at that rock. And sometimes we would literally pick like landscapes to look at cuz we're envisioning all these right, insane things. Right, of course, things. the green screening effect. Um, green yeah, screening. Yeah. And you know, and here's what you have to envision and you're like, "How would I envision that?" Or how would I Sorry, here's where you have have to here's what you have to envision and what you have to react to. And it's like you know, I feel like people get so much praise for like, you know, the movies and, and I, and I get it, but like, you know, where they maybe are dealing with illness or breakup or love or tragedy and, and, yes. and all those things are very difficult, but yes. it's like, you've been through some version of that. Yes, you have never right. been yes. through a shark. That's video. right. That's true. Listen, so, that's a really hilarious, but it also, was weird. but also like it speaks to what actors have to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm always joking, like sometimes when actors in class or just, you know, yeah, let's say class and they're judging, like I'm always saying fake it until you make it just mm-hmm. do a fake right and then I'm like okay think about it if you're in Friday the 13th part 77 nobody has <laughs> ever been killed on a horror movie set so we know that it's fake like mm-hmm. the guy who's running after me with an axe it's a rubber axe exactly. but you still have to act like ah it's exactly. really real so yes. you know what I mean so that also speaks to the skills that actors have to have of like green screen acting mm-hmm. which cannot be easy yeah and you're like oh my god I think I'm reacting to a shark NATO but is this it's just yeah, I, you know I, I mean? it's it's funny so when bravo. I bring that up because yeah. people don't realize that they're like, oh, That's that right. does it's, sound kind of challenging. That is challenging, <laughs> as opposed to working off another person who's telling you, by the way, I'm having an affair and I want to break up with you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, a shark is not giving you that. No. A green screen shark, even less. <laughs> a you know big I mean? <laughs> tornado full of sharks is not giving me that at all. Uh, oh my god, um, Cassie, that's hilarious. So and yeah. actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, because um, you were at the school when you broke. You broke through and, and booked the pilot that became mm-hmm. a series. I think that series was like ahead of its time. In many ways, it really ushered in kind of this new gen because it was freeform, right? Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was ABC Family. Yeah. But but it was a show about strong, empowered young women really, on yeah. gymnastics team, so sports kind of um, uh, milieu. And but I think it was ahead of its time. I, you know I, I, mean? I agree. I think it was ahead of its time. It was and, called Make It or Break It. Yeah, you were a gymnast. Yeah, we played, you know, teenage gymnasts. And, and you have to do your own, some of your I own mean, stuff? I mean, yeah, we could, definitely it, right? we were on the, like, Olympic level, which right. was so cool because we had doubles that had That's gone right. to the Olympics. and were, like, some, NCAA like, champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, one of my, one of my doubles, um, Jen Hansen, is... And like the Guinness Book of World Rec- Records for, I'm forgetting what it is right now, but for something the most very impressive, somersaults, yeah. literally. <laughs> and, um, but we did train a month before each season. We went, uh, we trained in a gymnastics gym and then we also right. had like trainers that would just work out with us on the beach or whatever it may be. Um, so we awesome. did the gymnastics training and like actual personal training, which was cool just to get us fit for playing a gymnast, you yeah. know, it makes sense. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it really was ahead of its time, and I feel like it was one of the shows on ABC Family that really opened up the envelope. It was um, the subject matter had be- started to become a little heavier, right? Like um, bulimia, right? And yeah, like the it eating disorders, like, yeah, and yeah, yeah, lo- like crazy love triangles yes. and um, addiction. My mom on the show had a, it was an addict and, and health conditions, uh-huh. and heart conditions. Uh-huh. My character suffered from a heart condition the last episode, uh, the last pressure, season, the pressure and the of sport. Of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
So I actually do. I was just talking to somebody about this. I just got back from Mammoth Film Festival yesterday. Oh, right. Okay. And actually, Alex Chando, who is also on um, what was formerly known as ABC Family, okay. on The Lion Game, we were saying how it's, it's really interesting because our those blocks of shows kind of miss the social media boat. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's an also, like, it's a very interesting thing because going back, I, I keep thinking to myself, me being like the philanthropist I am and like so female empowerment driven, I'm like, oh, what, it, what I would have given now to like, have, have that. Yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's just another fascinating thing. And as you know, the, the industry is always evolving. Yeah. But um, it was one of, yeah, those first shows to really open up the envelope. And it's, just, it's a show that I'm very proud of. Um, it was a, such a great cast and crew. And it went for a pretty long, long like run. Three, it was four, like four years. Yeah. It was okay, five yeah. half seasons. Wow. Um, yeah. And so you, yeah. Like you were able to get a house from that. Right. Uh, yeah, a yeah. condo, but, a condo, n- but nonetheless, still, I sh- now that yeah. I'm looking back, I'm like, I should have gotten a house, but I didn't. I was, I was saving, okay. which is probably smart in this industry. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I. Uh, but you yeah. know, Cassie, I was going to just say too, like, yes, hindsight is twenty twenty in a way, or like, you know, today the it, it, our access to different, like, social media access mm-hmm. can create a different sort of phenomenon around a show, and yet. I think this is the thing, too, about, like, personalities. It does, but it doesn't. Like, I have a, a student who's one of the leads on that show, Spinning Out. Oh, great. It was on Netflix, right? Yeah. And it's an ice skating show. But I'm just thinking of it now because it's very similar to what your show was mm-hmm. 10 years ago or 12 years ago. So it deals with uh, uh, mental illness in the family, sports, eating disorders, female competitors, like, the whole thing. But it didn't – it just played this one season. They thought it was going to get picked up, did not get picked up. They have a lot of followers, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it's, I think the thing is, is we can't get too worked up about any of it. You just do your work. You really can't. And you have no idea what breaks through and what doesn't. Exactly. This is the thing that's maddening about the business is that we all think somebody knows and nobody knows. There is literally no curriculum. No, there is nothing. There's no, there's no true curriculum. There are no, like, proper steps. That's right. No Um, formula. It's just when preparation meets opportunity. It's just... Staying up on your game, and for me, it's it's also just being a good person. Like yeah, truly, I really yeah, believe in karma, course. and I know that yeah. you're big on all of that stuff and spirituality. And it's just staying true to yourself because at the end of the day, like especially being out here as long as I've been out here, and what I realized at the end of the day, like there's you're like you can book as many big jobs as you want, but there's always going to be a come down, and it's who you are in those moments. Because right. when you have something going and, and you're super successful, or you're working, or you're not you're not always thinking so much about. I don't know. It's just important to stay true to yourself and having a foundation because there's no, you're not going to be on the top always. Forever. So you need to have that it's foundation. And right. also those outlets like I have with my charity and with now starting to speak on panels and producing, it's like just not making it all about one thing and mm. keeping, you know, kind of just spreading yourself out a little bit. I mean, there's so many things to touch on there. I mean, one thing that, you know, is as we get older, we sometimes, especially because you started in the business so young. Very young. Yeah. yeah. You even, you were even doing it Prior to mm-hmm. that, you were like in kids well, yeah. stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. So I think as if, if you've been in something for so long, not that you get forward, but you also, if you're on any kind of spiritual um, sort of inquiry and you're on a path of like figuring out why are we here and what does it mean and what is our legacy? Every day. <laughs> yeah, well, this is important. Well, then you start to expand beyond mm-hmm. just being an actor. And there's nothing wrong with just being an actor, but I'm always advocating. You know, when young people, when I, when I travel all over the world and somebody will come up to me and they're really enthusiastic and they're like, you know, I just, I know that this is what I'm destined to do. Or I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I don't ever say anything. I'm always... I, Inside, I'm like, oh, honey child, you are so young. Yes, (laughs) Yes. and like, I want that for them. And I also think acting is an amazing vehicle, a portal into so many amazing, I'm going to totally start crying. Yes, it's so much like empathy and compassion and awareness and also the global impact of who we can be as storytellers, right? But Mm -hmm. it's so difficult to, so I don't say anything to them. I encourage that aspect of it, but I don't, when we're 19 or 20, that's all we can think acting is, is like getting on a show mm-hmm. and getting to act. But then as you progress, what's also great about producing and doing stuff is you get to start to move in the direction of things that are important for you. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're, you know, we could talk about this too, because I think it's, I want to hear yeah. about your charities and, you know, uh, your Buddha bullying has been around for a while. I yeah. love that because I was bullied, mm-hmm. but also I know you're a staunch gun advocate, um, Anti-gun violence advocate. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and it's just, you know, my school was the Parkland Parkland. School. So, I mean, 
it's it's more so what the, what we're doing is focusing on on the safer schools and just oh, <laughs> sorry oh it's all good yeah. um and uh, I've actually been trying really hard to stay out of po- the political side of things because I recognize how much stress it gives me I spoke mm-hmm. on in Parkland at March March for our lives and I spoke ba- just based on um I just spoke like shedding light right um, and, on and love yeah, on, on, the on um yeah like on the on the community really right. and yeah. I sang a song yeah. and Kill the world, and it was more of um, nothing was political, and still I got like reamed, and that's okay because that's part of standing up for things. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't even say anything. Right. So for me, especially with my charity, I really do try to keep a lot of my political views to myself. But what I am doing right now, what I'm so, I mean, this is just, I think it doesn't matter, you know, what side you're on or what views you have. Um, but I think everyone can agree on safe schools, right? So that's what we're doing, and we've really done the research, and um, I can't wait for people to see the, the, the project and see um, what we found. You know, it's been a collaborative effort. I've been working on this project with someone named Connor Riley, who has really put in mm-hmm. a majority of the effort when it's come to, you know, flying all around and doing all this research and taking the interviews, um, in which I, you know, tried to help facilitate some of them, but he really has done, you know, put so much work in while I've been doing my other 10 careers on the side. Um, But it's, it, I have learned so much, probably more than he even realizes just like by the things he's told me and and what I've then gone on to research, especially the past few months when this has really become real, like the Mm -hmm. project is coming out. And I just want to make sure that I know everything that I have to know, you know, about school policy and, and where we've gone wrong and what we can fix. And, um, it's just, it's, I was enamored by how ignorant I was towards school policies and towards what's really going on in the school system. And I really believe that 99.9% of America and you know is going to feel the same. Like it's mind blowing. It's just common sense, right? It's, it feels like it should be common sense. Some of it is, and some of it's just tricky. There are things that you would never expect, and just it's it's a lot. And I want people to like you know see the film and have their you know have their own opinions and. Um, feelings but it's very solution based it's mm-hmm. very like i said it's right down the middle it's, it's neither left right wherever right. else it's just, it's just like presenting presenting how to keep kids safe right. that's it at the end of the day so sorry i'm because my phone had gone off so is yeah, it a no. documentary or sorry is it, so it's a documentary it or? is so how this all happened um as i was just saying i'm an eagle alumni from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas and um did you know anybody? so I did so that's kind of how oh, it happened so sorry thank you yeah I mean it's terrible it's yeah. absolutely to this day it's still so surreal that the biggest you know school shooting in in the US, in US history happened at my beloved yeah. little high school yeah. in the town of Parkland Florida yeah. which nobody prior to this was really yeah, aware of it was my yeah. like it was my safe zone it was my every time I went back home I just felt in which I still do, but it was just like, it was my peace. It was mm-hmm. my safety. It was my comfort, mm-hmm. my little town of Parkland. And it's just so crazy to think that this happened. And it goes to show that it really can happen anywhere. Um, I did know one of the victims' families very well. Um, our families are, are good friends. And um, her name was Meadow Pollock. Mm-hmm. So her father actually had the idea originally of doing a film. Um, and it just, as time went on, it kind of transpired into this, it evolved into a documentary. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, we might, we might as well make a difference there's so much to do there's so much to do period you know why just do a retelling of events and and they're so heartbreaking mm-hmm. the events to begin with that we were like you know let's let's find a way to to make a difference and he connected us with this author and um this incredible education expert and we just kind of went from there and and um Andy actually wound up stepping back on the project and let Connor and I kind of take it into our own hands and he's doing, you know, his own wonderful work now. And, um, but it's just cool to see how everything comes together. And I really believe everything happens for a reason because had Andy Pollock not wanted to do the film Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. and didn't know who else really to reach out to because he knew me, I lived out here in LA. So he had said, Hey, like, why don't we do this? Do you have, how can we get this going? Mm -hmm. And then it turned into me and Connor now, um, with some of his incredible contacts doing this project all based on safer schools and just, yeah, it's, it's really incredible work. And I'm, I'm so proud of, of Connor cause he's really taken, he's really been doing it. He's done incredible work, and just what, incredible work. And what's it called? It's going to be called Code Red. Code Red. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And it's gonna, you're finishing it up? Yeah. So, so, um, it's basically done. Mm-hmm. I just saw the first, uh, trailer mm-hmm. and, uh, it looks, it's incredible. It's very 
powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've really done, done the work ahead of time, like kind of like as to how we're going to put it out and like took those steps PR wise mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when we're ready to go, we're just going. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's just, you know, figuring out if there's a few offers on the table and it's just figuring out really, you know, like where we're going to go with it. Um, and well, I let Connor really handle that because he yeah, knows this yeah. this industry you yeah. know, or this side of the industry so much better. And I'm genuinely just learning. Yeah. Um, well, it's exciting though. It is exciting. Producing it's cool. something that you're yeah. really passionate about and then also that you have such a personal connection to. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... You it's like probably seen... the first time I haven't cried talking about it. I'm Aww, so proud of myself. I get it. You know, I'm going next week to Denver because the, the chapter, the local chapter of Mothers Demand Action mm-hmm. um, and every town right. which was started mm-hmm. by the survivors of Parkland yes. are doing a benefit screening of my movie that's so exciting you know in part gun violence I still have to see that yeah, I know. I can't. Well, you can see it on Hulu now. That's right. Where oh we go God. from here on Hulu. If I forgot seen it, right? about yeah, that. Yeah, so yes. I'll send you the link. Yeah, okay, yeah, please do. It. So Yay. it's been, but same thing, like what you were saying about, I'm not, to me, my take on a lot of things, whether it's climate change or homelessness mm-hmm. or immigration or gun violence, it's all the same to me in a way mm-hmm. of like, there's just common sense steps that we should be taking, yes. but it always has to do with money at some level, mm-hmm. right? Like, Absolutely. You know this, I mean? And this is kind and, of where the school, what our documentary touches totally, on too. Yeah. It's like people don't really realize sort of like the hidden revenue streams that keep uh, corrupt totally. um, sort of powers in play mm-hmm. so that it works against our own greater good, right? Yeah. So I'm not even addressing that really. I'm just, what's my point about this? So I just had so much grief after the Pulse nightclub shootings. Oh my God. And I was like, listen, I don't want to... My dad has rifles. We, mm-hmm. we, I grew up in Indiana. He would go hunting, you know. Yeah. We have like a deer mounted on our basement wall. Yeah. And, but even so, like it just doesn't make sense that somebody would have an assault weapon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In like civilian society. Just there are not, so many... Makes no sense. Common sense. Right? Just that, common sense. Yeah. Just common sense 100%. laws, right? So... But I had so much grief and, and anger and upset about it, so I just wrote the script very... It just happened very quick. And right. I was... Like, I am with a lot of the things that I'm writing. I'm, I've always been interested in, like, the social... Just, like, social commentary on where we are as a culture, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, our consciousness... Or like, this sort of... Where we are in culture in terms of violence kind of shows where our consciousness is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're like, I know that we like to think we're so like woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And that's we're it. so social media like woke. plugged in yeah. and we seem to be so clever. And yet, yeah. if our consciousness is at such a level of violence still, not just guns, you know, mm-hmm. domestic abuse and just our policies sometimes, oh, right? So anyway, so I just sort of set these three stories that are just love stories mm-hmm. and people dealing with what it means to be in love and moving through different phases of love that then end in sort of what we can all face nowadays. Right. You know what I mean? That's where I get really emotional about it. Like, yeah. That's why it's called Every Town. Yeah. Because, you know, the guy, one of the uh, parents of the uh, one of the children who he lost his child at Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that idea was coined by him, which is you don't think it's going to happen to you in your town, but it will. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so I always, it's not like I'm always looking at the exits, but you know what I mean? I am. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm like, I'm completely traumatized from the Parkland shooting just because, well, my movie might trigger. Here I am. Here we go. But you know, it's, 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 these are hallways I walked down. Yeah. And to think it makes me so sick to think that like these poor kids, my underclassmen lost their lives down hallways that literally like shaped me like hallways that to this day are such a big part of my life. So if it can happen there, like I'm telling you, it can really happen anywhere. And it it would be shame on me had I not found a way to take a stand in, in any way. And when I first found out about the shooting, crazy enough, I was flying to Romania. I think it was like the next day. And I just had never, to shoot Sharknado, I had never felt um, so helpless ever in my entire Mm -hmm. life. I have gone through, you know, the horrible breakup and I've lost, I would say, awfully enough, a solid amount of people very close to me in my life. Um, And I had never still yet felt just so helpless. Like Mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was fly to my community. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fly to Parkland and I wanted to just... I don't know, lift everybody up. Like I don't know how else to explain it. And here I was flying in the complete opposite direction. And how did you do the move? (laughs) 
honestly, like, I just had so much support from the cast and the crew yeah. and everyone. It's, it was crazy that I, when people had asked, like, hey, are you okay? And I explained, like, well, here's what I'm going through. That people in Romania, I mean, like, I literally walked into the hotel of this, you know, I literally walked into the lobby of this hotel in Bucharest and in the, um, like, I went straight to get some food and in the, the, the food area... I don't know what you call it. In the bar <laughs> lounge, restaurant. food, restaurant area. It wasn't like a restaurant, but okay, like, that's not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this huge projection screen and, um, you know, it was my high school. It was uh-huh. the news. It was yeah. my high school and yeah. um, subtitles. And I was just like this, you know, just showing the shooting. It was just, it's just so crazy that the whole world knew about my little hometown and my school, which is just going back to, you know, to what you're saying about. It can happen, mm-hmm. and, and it, mm-hmm. you know, to anyone, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really um, can. Yeah, I just felt so helpless, and I tried. I, I've done as much as I could from afar. I like was able to put together this incredible video that so many of my friends um, just, you know, sent their their regards and their prayers and their love and their support and um, inspiration. But obviously, that's not enough. We all know that. So um, that was my first step, and then I started getting involved with my charity and partnerships and collaborations and with Meadows movement and, and just, and then I was like, okay, we need a bigger scale. And that's kind of how, why the documentary felt so meant to be. And, and I'm happy to be here now knowing that when this comes out, it will, um, educate a lot of people. Of course. Yeah. Girls Youth Ambassador, I would say maybe like eight, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just always knew I wanted to give back. Like, not to sound like cliche. No, or, it's not like, cliche. Oh, or whatever. Like, it's genuinely whatever. always been so important to me. I guess I, I just did that. I just acted that way because my friends are always like, Cassie, the charity girl. But I'm like, yo, I I love it. It, it fulfills me in ways that, like, certain things in this industry can't. Do not. And That's sometimes, right. like, this industry can be testy with like your mental health and your patience. Like yeah. this is my happiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like giving back. It makes me feel full. Um, and also it keeps you grounded to what really matters. You absolutely. Know what I mean? like, it is such a wake up call. Every yeah. time I go and speak to, to whomever I may be speaking to, whether yeah. it's an outreach or a school programming thing, um, it really brings you back down to earth. Um, but yeah, so I started as a girls youth ambassador, worked my way up to their West coast executive director. Ooh. And then they had, um, parted ways with their vice president and I was 25 and knowing me like I'm one of those like just go for it kind of people mm-hmm. what sign are you I'm an Aries you're an Aries okay mm-hmm. so they're like well Cassie honestly like you work not to like boast but like, you work the hardest you're one of the hardest workers in this organization you have raised the most money you are so vocal you you have brought Buddha bullying almost into almost every interview you've yeah. ever done no matter You've what project you were ever doing it's, yeah. and it's that means so much to us. Like, that's everything we're looking for in a vice president. They're like, do you mind? Oh God, would, not do you mind? Awesome. Would you want to be the vice president of Buddha Boeing? And me having no idea what that entails is like, of course. Because <laughs> that's my personality. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. be a vice president. Yeah, like, yeah. sure, on the, as another on career, the on the side yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. like, most people, that's their main focus. Me, here I am, like, shoveling everything onto my plate. Because that's just my personality. And weirdly, that's how I thrive. It's like under those pressures of like pushing myself to do something or like, I don't know. It's just, it's just very much my personality. So I was like, sure. And obviously, um, it took a lot of time to, and I'm still learning every day, but it's taken a long time to really understand, um, everything. The nonprofit world. The nonprofit world. And, um, you know, from everything from the government standpoint, um, to financials, to, um, all the like grant applications, all the grant right? applications like to our money. board, yeah, to our yeah, advisory yeah, board, yeah, and yeah. to how to conduct a board, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> everything. And it's 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 been a journey, but it's been like I said, so fulfilling. And I really have learned so much. And sometimes I forget like how much I have learned, and, and that I should be proud, you know. But my personality is always looking on the next biggest thing we can do. But it really, when I look back, it has been so fulfilling for me. And um, yeah, it, that's kind of how it all happened. But Cassie, it's um, so awesome. Like thank you. from like just being a, an actor spokesperson to like being on the board. You know what yeah. I mean? And like being in the internal. I think it's also probably 
uh, eye-opening because you see like, oh God, okay, nonprofits, they're so essential and we need them, but you also see like the bureaucracy behind mm-hmm. them that also can keep them tied to something. And, yep. um, you know, I, this other project that I did last year are, it's kind of like a documentary about the school in a way, like I'm documenting how we work, but they're fictional stories that, um, that deal with like, one deals with Alzheimer's, one deals with mental illness. And we had reached out to a lot of nonprofits because the the work is kind of really hip and today because like if you go to a nonprofit like let's say the Alzheimer's organization but that's not just the only one there's a lot of climate change oh I my god coach. yeah they're like their websites are like from the 1980s mm-hmm. and you know what I mean it's and crazy. then I would approach them and they were like oh my god yeah this is so exciting like they, I, I we would make contact with one of the directors and they were like I love this and this movie is so moving I have to share it with the board though so as I soon know. as that happens it's like because they have all these like policies and regulations yep. and like there is so checklists. much that goes it's into so it. crazy that anything mm-hmm. gets done and also very scared to I think they want to do things that are safe because you were talking about the political yeah politi- and you have to I get it things but... get political if you take a stance in something mm-hmm. you know what I mean although that's the whole point of the nonprofit world, I think. So totally, I don't know. I don't have the answers for it because I don't run a nonprofit. But yeah. like, uh, I'm sure it's, it's just knowing. Honestly, for me, I I definitely take a stand on a lot of things, and I think it's just knowing boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone has their different boundaries. You know, I have my boundaries. Everyone has their boundaries, but it's just knowing um, kind of the boundaries. But, but at the end of the day, it's that's the whole reason we do what we do, right? Like, right. You want you want to sometimes rattle some feathers, you know, you want people to start thinking and you want to wake people up because there are so many people that are just living in la la land. You know what I mean? That they're not realizing all of the social injustices and what's going on. And, um, yeah, it's activism. We need to be in our own lives. Everybody can be activated at some level with anything that you will absolutely. And with anything that you're, even if it's giving $5 a month to Wildlife that's right. Foundation. That's right. Do you know what it I mean? And that's kind of where I started years yeah. and years ago. I'll forget. I'll like see this thing yeah. pop up on my, my account and I'm like, oh, I forgot I still do that. Or it's like $9 a month. But it, you can start anywhere. Yeah, that's um, right. It's, and yeah, so that's a whole other thing and I completely agree and that's the, the beauty of living in a world where we're so connected to the internet mm-hmm. and to social media mm-hmm. because there are so many ways to give back. Mm-hmm. Which is and great. also having a platform which you have now, you mm-hmm. know. But just really quickly because so we'll give yeah. it a plug. So so Buddha bullying goes into schools, is that yes. correct? Right. So it's really helping yeah. make a change at the level that it's most needed. Yeah, right? last year alone we served over nineteen thousand children and teens. So um, is this like middle school and high school? Everything from K to twelve. Oh my god. So we have a yeah. new program um that we've recently, well, we haven't started it. Actually, one of my good friends, Katie Welch, brought in a program more for the younger students, mm-hmm. and we kind of tested it out. It's working best with, like, K through 3. Mm-hmm. Um, March 16th, that's our next school. We're going to go go in and, and do another one of these presentations, and it's our more youthful curriculum. It's called the CAPE program, and it's about, like, kind of ties in superheroes. Right, right, and of course. CAPE yeah. stands for, you know, C-A-P-E. They all stand for different, you know, words and inspirational um descriptions but yeah it's k through 12 it's the main thing i would what say what does cape stand for do you know i forgot okay. now and i'm like I know, oh I gosh should I should the... I know, no i, I should like... know i we have a creative meeting saturday before okay, we go into now. the school because okay, she's already done done the um she's partnered with us and they've already gone out and tested it and it did great okay but cool. i'm gonna now get involved for the first time i usually speak to the high schools or uh-huh. at the tolerance education center i think it's like middle high school there as well um and i've done middle schools but i've never actually done the elementary schools We've always left that to our younger ambassadors, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I'm excited to see it, and, I'll, yeah. and I will know what Kate yeah, means by the time, you go. <laughs> by the time I go. So when you've gone into high schools, have mm-hmm. you do you just talk to them about like do you guys have like a like a curriculum yes. that you teach in a way totally, and then you personalize it with your own experience? Yeah? Absolutely, that that's right? yeah. basically okay. how it goes. We like to keep it extremely conversational. Seventy um, percent, yeah. I believe that's just the statistic of anti-bullying programs don't work because mm. I feel like they're trying Whoa. to be so, as you were saying, they're, they're almost being so like old school uh-huh. and um, kind of how you were just expressing these charities to where it's not speaking to kids these days. And, yeah. and all they want is to feel um, that relatability. Mm-hmm. And that's why we just keep everything super conversational. And, and we open up with our stories mm-hmm. so that they see right off the bat like, hey, we're exposing ourselves and, and we're showing you that, you know, whoever's on the stage at whatever age and no they matter what bullied. we're doing, yeah. actors, um, 
we've had fighters, we've had football players, we've had everything. We've all had, we all have our story. You're not alone. And that's the main thing about, I would say, if I had to break it down about Buddha bullying and our school programming is you're not alone, which can sound like we hear that all the time, but, but there's so isolation is the worst feeling in the world. Yes. Feeling alienated and what's wrong with me and why do I have these thoughts or why do I feel this way or why do I get made fun of or whatever it may be. It's like, Honestly, if you don't have a story, I'm actually more confused. That yeah, you might yeah, be yeah. in denial yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we yeah. all have a You're story. You're like a 1%. You're yeah. literally, yeah. what's the secret That's sauce, right? right? Yeah. But, you were homeschooled. <laughs> you, know, you were homeschooled. That's it. Yeah. Um, and even then, you know, you have your own mind, which is another thing that of we course. talk about is self-bullying. It can be its own bully. That's and right. That's my worst That's bully. right, yeah. For me, I've been bullied and it was never... Um, other people that really got to me, it's been myself. But also, you know, to speak to not only, I work with a lot of teenagers, so yes, that is a real challenge for them to, to work more gently with themselves because of the things yeah. that they're up against in their mind. But also adults do that. Oh my Especially God, Especially yeah. adults in this business. You know what I mean? The isolationism we can feel or the judgment or comparison we have about, you know, oh, I didn't go in for that job or you didn't get that job but somebody else did and we don't really know Mm-hmm. the variables that were governing why you didn't book it and somebody else did. And then exactly. we do that snow job on ourselves. Like <laughs> I'm talentless or I should, you know, what am I doing with my life or, you know, I think, yeah, for me personally, I think it's happened mostly probably like in my teenage years. And then I, I wasn't like that for a while. And then it's been worse in my later well, teens. You were I working, out why. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and I think also, yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're kept busy and you're working on things, it's when you're not is when that's why you have to have that solid foundation as I was talking about, because suddenly your mind's like, you know, dom, it's this domino effect of thoughts and reactions and feelings. And, um, I always, when I am going through a time period where I find myself doing the self bullying or being more self-conscious or having less confidence, whatever it may be, um, Instead of looking at it as a negative, I'm, I'm a half, I'm a glass half full, full. kind of person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I try to think like, what can I learn here? You know what I mean? What what can I? Why why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, whatever, I, what, whatever the reason may be, that's just like a stepping stone as to you know on, on my spiritual path, if anything, right? right? So um, yeah, I mean, the Buddha bullying has been just an incredible outlet for me, and our main thing is just. Um, Opening up the conversation, just mm. breaking the silence, mm-hmm. and um, well, kids, yeah, you know, I'm, very successful. I'm thinking back when I was bullied too. I, I had a lot of shame around mm-hmm. being bullied because, to, to I mean, I'm sure it's still this way. Where to confess that I was being bullied meant that I had to confront and also confess about the thing that I may, I didn't even know what gay really meant, right? Right. But like, I would have to confess to an elder or a parent or somebody that I was being bullied for being, look, I totally start crying about it, for being gay. And so there's so much shame attached to it. You know what I mean? So... Um, I'd love to give a speech if you guys ever are looking. Oh my God, yeah. I have a new oh, book coming out. I would love it. I mean, I also That'd think it's amazing. so empowering to see as, as, as a gay man, like, you know, gay, LGBT, not that anybody has a... We are you know, very present I, in the LGBTQ oh, plus okay, cool. community. Amazing. Yes, very. I mean, you know, like, our founder is gay, a gay man. Oh, okay. One of my best I mean, friends. Yes, if you, if I could be of service, Cassie, I would love to, yeah. like, to give back. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a real, you know, my thing though is like what I teach is I'm also, I have this new book coming out in the spring and they're like short stories of my life. And one of the things that I think is so important for artists and actors and human beings just to remember is that our trials and the things that we have to overcome, including something from the external, like bullying, something mm-hmm. that's done to us. As long as we purposefully find a way to transform it into our own recovery, our well-being, our own, you know, that's asking these questions, that's how you grow. So at some level, I'm really, I don't advocate that that had to happen to me, but I also understand that because that happened to me, it's made me who I am. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so that's also learning how to work with Oh gosh. Okay. There's always, there's, oh, I know it sounds so Pollyanna, but it's not. It's actually no. like the science of it. There's a different story underneath the one that our minds usually tell us. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? 
and yeah. that like that it will get better. I know that that's like a common saying that it people so use for true. all kinds of stuff, but it will get better. They're just seasons of life. That's and, right. And you're, it will get better and then it might get worse. And that's it might right. get worse that's than right. ever. And then it'll get but the best But you start to have I the mean, tools to overcome it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's so, the most important thing. And that's because I used to suffer. I just recently started speaking on this. I don't know why I used to feel ashamed because... Because Never. we're in a shame culture. Exactly. <laughs> but from panic attacks. And when they uh-huh. first started happening in my, yeah, mm-hmm. early teenage years, uh-huh. I didn't know what the heck was happening. Yeah. What's this overwhelming <laughs> feeling? Why am I I'm feeling this way? Literally, because your brain is yeah. going like insane. Yeah, it doesn't know, yeah. And it doesn't know what's happening. Uh-huh. And now like, it's almost near impossible for me to really have a panic attack because I have grown so strong from being able to fight against them. And I now have the tools in the back of my pocket to calm myself down and I just, I really get them anymore. But when I, if I do, and I've had a few here and there, it's, it really is just having those tools and knowing that it does get better because mm-hmm. I've been there and it did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and but yeah. Cassie, I think a lot of that also has to do yeah. with, I'm a big proponent of educating young people, especially men about feelings mm-hmm. because a lot of these, like a lot of mental health, a lot of what you're talking about, panic attacks, a lot of things stem from our suppression of feeling things that we are taught, we're shamed mm-hmm. to have feelings about. Yeah. Like it's not okay for, you know, when I'm working with an actor and they repress something and then of course they, through the work, they start to reveal like, oh God, I was silenced as a kid. I had my mm-hmm. voice taken away. Look, I totally can cry. Like, I'm I can't cry. Right? You and tell so the actors. Those feelings have to go somewhere. Yeah. But because they're squashed, yep. they find a, a discordant way to be expressed, whether mm-hmm. that's through drugs or alcohol or projecting them onto somebody else through bullying. See, so it's not even like the bully. I, I don't even also want to say that there's something there. We have to also have compassion for the bully. And that's such a huge I mean? thing we talk about. This is all of it. It's, a, panic, it's a circle. All these things, yeah. Because the but why we, is the bully be, why is the bully doing bullying. what they're doing? Yeah, that's What's right. going on it's, at home? What's going on in their right. head? It's, but it's, we don't. Yeah. We live in a culture that is so binary about like this is good and holy and whatever <laughs> religion, whatever. And then we also have well, this is this person is the wrongdoer. They are evil. There's they're, just no wrong. I mean? It's yeah. just. It's just. But the black and whiteness yeah. of it is what, to me, creates such intolerance. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think more and more with the upcoming, like what we've just ex- been experiencing the last four years, we're seeing such a divisive, um, divisive, I think is how you say it, like line drawn in the sand. And there's no room for the complexity of these things. You know yeah. what I mean? The nuances of like, I was bullied, but I've also, I also bullied yeah. because it was a retaliation Absolutely. in many ways. You know what I mean? Back. Not like, you know what I mean? Like maybe I only did it twice, but I remember, Oh, Robbie, but no, I hope you're, I hope you're not. <laughs> Isn't this. it weird how you yes. always know the first and last oh name of God, people yes. from your childhood? I, mean, you just, you know, like, I just got really upset one time and I like had my little mafioso gang and we like kind of like beat him up and I'm not, yeah. I should be laughing about no, it. No, but it's but just... like I basically just gave him and like um I I just like we held his Case hand his and like I punched his if you can you can't see I'm like my audience <laughs> cannot see me. I just punched his forearm until it, it turned it, I, I can see it wasn't it wasn't too violent. <laughs> it I wasn't promise. like I didn't not punch him in the face. It was so but But it's just it's also just hey, shit happens. Like Yeah. I, I, I think we just live in this culture of thinking that anything is wrong and at the end of the day, anything you've ever felt is not wrong, it's something you feel. That's What's right. wrong that's is right. you don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. Anything that's you've right. ever felt is real. Yeah. So you just got to move on and figure out how to heal it. Yeah. What, like literally the only thing that's wrong is not doing the work and not caring. That's it. It's wrong to yourself and it's wrong to people around you. It's the only thing that's wrong. And we just live in, we do, we live in a world and it goes back, we probably always lived in this world. You know, I wouldn't yeah, say it's just true. now. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Human beings, like I would, I, I really hope there comes a day when this ends. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like sadly in our nature and yeah. what it's going to take, but yeah. it's just... And there's so many billions of people living on this world with so many different conflicts and, yeah. and problems. But I really perceptions, yeah, you know perceptions. I mean? yeah. And all we can do is like speak out on it as much as we can, and just like hope that 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 margin, that just hope that it becomes a smaller and smaller margin of yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah, a margin of error, <laughs> of right? Where error. Let, let it happens yeah. less. But you know, Cassie, I also think like. The tools are, even if you don't, the tools are accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Breathing is, like the older I get, also Uh a lot of stuff that I'm doing with actors is just reminding them to mindfully breathe. Because the breathing is a way of getting back in our body and connecting what's going on. But also just tell someone. 
just speak your truth. Just yeah. tell someone that hurt or I feel this or I'm scared of whatever or can I share yeah. with you I too feel blah, 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 blah. That's the way in. And then somebody, mm -hmm. if they don't know, like if I was to tell you something that you don't have any sort of understanding about, I bet you know somebody who does. Absolutely. And that's the thing. But silence equals, you know, that old AIDS um, motto, silence equals death. Yeah. And that literally. did literally decimate an entire generation of gay men. Oh, this is a deep podcast. It, but it's oh my so gosh, true. Because there was so much shame and stigma yeah. around you can't be silent about these things. Like even, you know I mean? why is there a stigma around seeing a therapist? I know, right? still. I don't still. understand that. And I, Cassie, I know. still. Oh this is God. insane. Therapy has saved my life. It's created amazing life I haven't for me. been to therapy in so long. I went to maybe three therapy sessions probably 10 years ago and, and stopped. And honestly, I can't wait to do it again. And there's not even a specific reason. It's just breaking the silence, you know, and just not right. having to, you know, you don't want to carry these things that you have inside your body necessarily into certain relationships or, you know, into the, the work field, whatever it may be that you're doing, but you got to get it off your chest because silence, it can equal death, can equal just... Well, it is, right? We've seen is. suicide. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's been such people. a rise, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with yeah. social media because yeah. it's now this evolving time clock of they go home and they're still feeling these pressures. But um, I just think at the end of the day, it's, it's it really like if you don't, I don't know, like I feel like some people feel that they are perceived a certain way and to ever explain what they're going through being vulnerable um and expressing whatever it is they might be going through that feels like weakness and suddenly they feel like they're never going to be perceived as that same strong person or whatever but the truth is like to me the more messed up and vulnerable and honest you are mm -hmm. like the more respect i have for you because everyone has their shit right. it's just about who's going to come out and talk about yeah, it that's right and when you do like you will be so surprised how many people you heal in doing so, especially if you are that strong person. Like, the strongest people in my life, and they tell me, hey, I've been there, or hey, like, we all have our moments, that's when I finally can breathe. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, my yeah. hero feels that way? Yeah, that's right. There's nothing wrong okay, with Okay, I'm me. okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just think, at the end of the day, like you're saying, just silence is death, and we just need to be more vocal and stop shaming each other so that we can be more vocal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, listen, I think these kind of conversations help to move the metric. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does really kind of keep moving. It just gives people the permission to realize, Feel. like, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, like a lot of, a lot of, I, I've been lecturing a lot on Brene Brown only in terms of, I mean, I've been following her work forever, but Same, because when so people, weird. it's very difficult to define the kind of work we're doing at our school because I don't want to label it like, this is the Meisner technique right. or this is this, you know, like, method or whatever so I mean we definitely it's very technique driven but my my point is is what she says is to live in vulnerability which is to live in bravery is to live in uncertainty um without knowing the outcome mm -hmm. right and I just started the power of vulnerability a week and a half ago okay. this is so, so weird. that's what I teach <laughs> yeah is to live in uncertainty right emotional mm -hmm. exposure without knowing the outcome that affections that, I yeah. think that was in gift, I think that was in her first book okay. because I referenced Brene Brown well, I've read both, way but... back in my first book, like before she's become like the juggernaut. Right. But that's true. This is life. Life is an invitation to be vulnerable because mm -hmm. we're innately vulnerable because we're entering this world alone and we're exiting it alone, right? Exactly. So our core is vulnerability. We just are really <laughs> great at putting up so many things, whether it's you know our own bullshit or monetary stuff like the physical accoutrement that yeah. makes us seem like we're above having to be in our vulnerable core yeah um so i just think that and that's also like to me the language of acting right is like Absolutely. to get up and tell story and also for our school as you know like i was always like Cassie, don't show me how you're going to get there. Live yeah. the moment to momentness, and then you're going to get there. Like, yeah. no matter what, an actor is going to get to the end of the scene just by living it because there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to write the end. The end will get you there. Yes. That's what we do. So, you just, life. just like life, you didn't, you and I did not know where this podcast was going to go, but it's taking us on the journey. Yeah. So, that to me is vulnerability and it's bravery and it's weird and it's beautiful. That is yeah. acting. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, so let's shift gears really quick and then we'll like just do a speed round. I like to do speed questions. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So just <laughs> Lighten so when, up a moment. I'm like all emotional. I know, I know. I'm like gonna this go is my a car great podcast say, though. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you in, in the acting world? Anything um, on the horizon? 
I mean, you just did a couple episodes of something, right? Well, like, I was on uh, Grand Hotel Recurring, which was oh, amazing. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Did you work with uh, Lincoln? I did. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Lincoln Eunice? Yeah. Because he's he, a student. He, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Great. Yeah. But he it was, didn't get. Um, it didn't he was like the hot. I think he was like. Everybody yes. on that show was hot. He wasn't my so, love interest, okay. but he was like best friends with my love okay, interest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's hilarious. My love interest was Jason. But it um, didn't get renewed. It didn't get renewed, but you know, it's okay. show. Good. Yeah. On to That's the right. next. You everybody, worked. everyone's doing amazing. I just did a fun episode of 911 Lone Star, which was great. That's right. That's what I saw. I mean, who doesn't okay. love, like, you know, a show with Liv Tyler and Rob Lowe and <laughs> everyone else that's on yes. that show? They're yes. are incredible. So it's always fun. Um, and to be completely honest, I got an offer yesterday, which I don't know if I'm going to take or not, but we'll see. So okay. I can't talk about can't that Can't say yet. what that is. Um, and that's One just like the acting pause. industry. It's like, right now there's really not, to be completely honest, um, a specific thing I have coming out next, depending on if I book take this. Um, Cassie, what's your advice? Because you've been in the business for yeah. a long time. What's your advice to actors? At, at any journey, maybe young actors, but not just young actors. Like Yeah. Um, just like... I. Um, like if you look back now totally I would say well first and foremost you can never ever have regrets if you put in the work mm-hmm. ever because what are you gonna like you, you can't look back and say you might say hey I didn't book the dream job or hey like this path never happened the way it was meant to be because I really believe that everything does happen for a reason but I fucking put in the work mm-hmm. I did it I gave it my all I put my heart into it and that's something that you'll just you'll never regret so for me it's putting in the work you know, whether, and if you can't afford it, it's expensive. Read, go online, read, just read whatever you can. That's read right. up about, uh, on actors, read their interviews. Um, honestly, print out a, a, um, the sides, a, some right? sides yeah. and just yeah. work with friends, work do it in your house, friends. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just doing the work yeah. in any capacity that works for your lifestyle. And also just like not putting so much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so simple, but no, it's just something it's... that I do. I, I like... I like would measure my worth by what I'm mm-hmm. working on mm-hmm. or yeah, booking. And yeah. that's so yeah. not right because that's just not this industry. You can be the best. You can be the best one and not book that's it. Right. And right. there is a plethora so of reasons yeah. Yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... And your I've value seen. is not tied to the job. It's not at all. You it's know? tied to who you are as that's a person. Right. As a person. And as a human being. putting in the work and just like... Honestly, living in the moment. And I know that this is something I'm working on because I do suffer from certain anxieties or stresses and any type of anxiety or depression that's living in the past or living in the future. Mm-hmm. When you're living in the moment, you can't, that, that, those things don't exist in the now. So just to stop overthinking and putting pressure on, on anything that's going to happen in the future or that happened in the past and just Even honing in now. on who you are yeah. and living in the now. Like yeah. that's really all you can do. And just like understanding that everybody, I mean, I have worked with some of the most incredible actors or I have friends who are huge successful actors and everybody has the, the lows and the That's highs. Right. I mean, it's just, it's the nature of the And game. questions themselves and wonder if what they're doing is right and this mm-hmm. is going to work and like, you know what I mean? I think Worried there's about being a, judged. That's or, right, all of it. Yeah, you know stereotyped I mean? or yeah. why am I not working right now or why is she getting more auditions? Yeah. And it's just, just... Loving no, yourself, that's a zero sum game. You can't do that because you're on your own path. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like, and our paths are bigger. Acting is just one tiny subplot really in is. the like drama of your life. You and know I'm what I mean? Because I was yeah. that little kid that just wanted to be a movie oh, star. Oh no, of course. You know what I mean? Well, you like we're doing it at such a young age. It's really mm-hmm. hard to like separate yourself from your identities just as an yeah. actor. So I think this is so inspiring yeah. that you're like leaning into all these other things. Cassie, it's so really moving. Thank you of so course, much. It's really moving. Okay. Let's do a speed round. Okay. Cause I could, we, it's probably already been an hour. It's like crazy. It's so awesome. I know. Cause we've had so um, much to I know. It's on. really great though. It's really great. Um, wait, let me get my list. Cause I, I forgot it the other day. I was doing a podcast and, um, <laughs> I was just doing a podcast with, with Cassie Wilson and Sudamai, who's an ex- my first extreme sports like star. Oh, cool! He's so amazing, so cool. So everybody's so different, I and know. like their journeys are like I just, I, and it's so crazy because when I'm looking at you and listening to my guests, I'm like, oh my god, you're doing so amazing, and your journey is so awesome. Yeah. But when we're on our own journey, we're like, this fucking sucks, <laughs> and his journey is so. You know what I mean? But totally. I wish we could just totally. really honor our path. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I one less really like quick anecdotal thing uh joseph campbell says if your path is like devoid of obstacles and challenges and like 
you know, swamps filled with alligators, <laughs> you're not on your path. Yeah. That's just not your path. No, it's It should easy. not be a wide open <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? A lawyer. Oh, really? <laughs> I wouldn't wow. give out of my mouth, but I think I would, yeah. Okay, wow. That was like... <laughs> or a okay. boxer. Okay. I love boxing. Uh, what's your favorite film of all time? I mean, that's so dramatic, but what's your, a favorite film of yours? Um, it's just like depressing, but it's Basketball okay. Diaries is one of my oh, yeah. like, favorite yeah. films. Wow. I just love I think I was Leah him and I love his film. performance. He never and... acted before. Yeah, he just, and I like, found was that so in, yeah. in, like, in, I was enamored by yeah, his performance. Yeah, he was just like flying. Yeah. Knowing those facts, yeah. Um, that just goes to show you too when we're super young and we don't overthink that mm-hmm. which we are and how we do it. That's the bedrock of acting right there. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? As you get older, you start to get more self-conscious because you're concerned about all these things you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. What's one thing you can't do without? My family. Aww. Of course. Who's your celebrity crush? It can be male or female. Um, it can't be somebody you dated, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> or you, I'm like, yeah. uh, it could be Meryl no. Streep. It doesn't matter. Like, um, My celebrity crush is... Right now, it's Zoe Kravitz. My oh, dance with back okay. in Miami. I, I just think it. she's so. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to give a guy. I mean, no, I give it. a guy. I'm just gonna give like I'm, I have a crush on her as a Love human. It. Yes, I um, Love that. I, I grew up with her in Miami. Like we danced for a minute, a second uh-huh. together. But I just think she's like on this path that I would love to be, and she's found a way to balance. Like she does music still, yeah. and is acting, and yeah. does like these super cool like campaigns, and she's edgy, and yeah. she's very much herself, and she's married. I'm like, these are all the things. Cassie, you, you are doing <laughs> all those things, except you're not married. Exactly, you yeah, are. Yeah. I guess so. You're I guess just so. like instead of being like edgy dancer, you're well. Actually, you do that. <laughs> To, you're being like a, a philanthropist. Like That's true. you are doing it. That's true. See, it's always the perception of what we think somebody else is doing. Now, if I interview Zoe Kravitz, she's not a student, but if I interview Zoe Kravitz, she might be like, I want to be like Cassie Sorbo. <laughs> I want to fight sharks in space. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Catwoman. I mean, she's just crushing it. Oh, that's true. But like, well, I know. But I'm thinking, as for well, like her, yeah. Honestly, my 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 end all be all is just Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Like that's my over. It also doesn't hurt that her dad and her mom are like, you know what I mean? It helps. Not that she wasn't like doing amazing on her own, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot. It is really hard coming out here and not knowing one person. Yeah. That's how it was yeah. for me. I didn't know so. I mean, she's done the work. You know what but, I mean? But she has. Yeah, yeah. she's incredible. Uh, how would you describe acting in one word? Psychology. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and what's your definition of love? Um, feeling whole. Beautiful. Yeah. I always, this is how I end my podcast. I always say my definition of love is this moment right now. <laughs> yeah. It really is. That is very true. Um, I love you. I'm so glad you were here. I love you. Tell our audience where they can, uh, your charities and then where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Aggressive stuff. Um, I'm on, I'm mainly on Instagram. It's at Cassie Skirbo, C-A-S-S-I-E. S C E R B as a boy O as an Oscar. <laughs> I always have to do that because it's always spelled wrong. Okay. Um, and uh, Buddha Bullying is at Buddha Bullying on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. But you can find them online too. Find right? it online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, BuddhaBullying.org. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Boo Number Two Bullying. B O O Two B U L L Y I N G. Yes. Dot org. org. Yes. Um, and. From there, you can find out how you can get involved, how you okay. can volunteer, how you okay. can donate. Yeah. Um, Amazing. We have a big event coming up called, it's our biggest annual event called Desert's Got Talent. It's out in Coachella Valley. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, very exciting. We'll have some like fun celebrity judges and some great talent from you know the, the area. And uh, it's always just like, a really great time. Um, and, and then the movie you produced that may be coming out so, soon yeah, is that's called, called Code, Code Red. Red. And so we're, we're working on the website and okay, everything, cool. but yeah. it's going to be called Code Red. Um, I'm, my guess as of now is that it'll, it'll be on a streaming Platform. platform. Um, okay. That's our, what, what we're looking to do with it. Yeah. So, uh, Hulu, Netflix, um, Amazon type type scenario, and uh, yeah, I also have a podcast as well. It's where we kind of went on hiatus and then decided to revamp. regroup and uh-huh. revamp um, right out the bat. So we're coming back. We just did two episodes in the can. We've had some really fun people on Lucy Hale, Gigi Gorgeous, oh, nice. okay. Master Nick Viall, like fun, okay. cool people. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's the one thing I do that's... It's where you drink. It's where I drink I and have fun. Okay. And it's like, yeah, the, it's the one thing that I do that's not like okay. everything else I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's called Two and a Half Girls. Just okay. spelt out at Two and a Half Girls. Okay. And we awesome. also have a website, twoandahalfgirls.com. Okay. 
Um, we have so much fun on that podcast. And I'm like, what else? I feel like I do a million things. And we also just started underbootabling Artists Awakening the World, which is on Instagram, and B2B one-on-one series, okay, which is wow. a one-on-one like this. Mentoring. Uh-huh. Um, actually, it's more is like it... interviews, but, oh, okay. but just about okay. maybe philanthropy and mental uh-huh. health and, okay. and all wow. that. So. Okay, well, there's a lot of <laughs> platforms there. Cassie is like a wonder kid. You just follow um... me at Cassie Skirbo. You'll figure the rest out. <laughs> And you can also look at her amazing green screen acting in Sharknado. I don't know where are the Sharknados living now. They're on Netflix. Oh, they're on, they're on Netflix. Shoot okay. the chairs on Netflix. Yeah. Make it or break it. It's okay, like yeah. Hulu. You can see her in her glory. And uh, thanks, Cassie, for being here. Thank you so much awesome. for having me.